Hi everybody, I'm Peter Jacobson, and welcome to Jake's Takes. I'm coming to you this week from down on the Oregon coast, the Labor Day weekend. My wife and I have two of our grandsons, Jake and Baz, down here with us. We're having a blast down here on the coast. I always love coming to the Oregon coast and just kicking back and relaxing. But what was fun about being down here was I had a chance to watch the final round of the tour championship yesterday and the end of a very odd 2019-2020 season with this pandemic interruption. But the PGA Tour playoffs and the FedEx Cup champion was Dustin Johnson. And hard to argue against Dustin in the way he's playing. Easily the best player in the world. And as you know, it rotates. For a long time, it was Tiger. Then it was Rory. Then it was just briefly John Rahm and then Dustin Johnson. There's so many great players on the PGA Tour right now. There's so much talent. Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler, Bryson DeChambeau, this PGA champion, this new young upstart, Colin Morikawa, Scotty Scheffler out of University of Texas, who had a very strong finish to the season, I think culminating with a tied for fifth at Eastlake at the Tour Championship. But for me, the The big story about 2020 was that the PGA Tour led the restart of all sports back to the field, back to the the golf course, back to the gridiron, whatever you want to say. The PGA Tour was, as usual, the leading organization in doing the right thing. Yes, there were no fans. I understand that. But the Champions Tour this week is going to allow fans on a limited basis. Now, I understand you could argue that saying not not having too many fans at uh, at a PJ Champions event is a redundancy. That is true. The Champions Tour does not get the level of attendance and the number of fans that you see on a PJ Tour, but still, it's a it's a step in the right direction. And I I also want to point out that after the PJ Tour restarted We had very few positive tests for COVID-19. And again, my hat is off to the PGA Tour organization for being very diligent and adhering to the CDC rules and guidelines in testing. I played an event at the Ally Challenge at Warwick Hills, won by Jim Furyk earlier this summer. And I went through a pretty rigorous test to make sure that when I went into the bubble, I would be okay. And I did, I tested uh, negative, sorry, and everything was fine. And I, it's, it's been one of those crazy things. Nobody knows where to go. This is unprecedented. When have we ever had a pandemic and had to shut down everything? Certainly not in my lifetime. Maybe there are a few people out there listening that are, that are way up there in years, but it's been, it's been just crazy. So the story of the year is COVID-19, but other players to talk about, Bryson DeChambeau, the way he's remade his body. He gained 40 pounds, and he gained significant length off the tee. Unbelievable the way that he swings at the golf ball now. Watching him hit a driver, it looks like he's swinging so hard, either something's going to fall off or he's turning so much, he's going to literally screw himself into the ground off every tee. But it's actually fun to watch. 
it's actually got me swinging harder. And at 66 years old, I don't hit it very far anymore anyway. So I could certainly use the extra yardage. I mentioned Colin Morikawa, the winner at Harding Park at the PGA Championship. He is a player to watch. Fundamentally sound. I think mentally, he is as organized as any young player out there on tour. Seems to really enjoy the PGA Tour, enjoy the fans. He's always smiling. He seems to be very pleasant when he plays. So keep your eye on Colin Morikawa. Tiger Woods, we got the U.S. Open next week, and I'm so excited. I was asked by NBC to come back and work the U.S. Open at Wingfoot, which is a real treat. I haven't been doing much for NBC this year. And so to be back in the lineup at my favorite U.S. Open venue, Wingfoot Golf Club in Mamaroneck, New York, is a real treat. And I'm excited to see how Tiger plays. He doesn't play as much as he used to because of his back, but it's going to be great to watch him play. Dustin Johnson. We just talked a little bit about Dustin and his play this year. Just just incredible stuff, the way that he's been dominating also, John Rahm, a big story this year. He's really coming into his own, and I'm excited to see how he does at Wingfoot. And also, at the Masters in November, Augusta National seems to be tailor-made for a player like John Rahm. Bomber off the tee, good short game, and he seems to be unflappable. Yeah, he gets mad, and yeah, he, he shows his passion with a few bad words and slam clubs. I don't mind that. It goes to show how much it means to him. And that's that's not a problem. And again, my buddy Zach Johnson, the 2020 Payne Stewart Award winner, that is, that is a Hall of Fame nod, in my opinion, especially for those guys that aren't going to get into the Hall of Fame, which is, it's hard to do that. And we're watching a player in Dustin Johnson who is, is crafting a Hall of Fame career, but you're not going to find a better guy than Zach Johnson, not only inside the ropes, but outside the ropes. So congrats again to Zach Johnson for the Payne Stewart Award. So the new season starts this week. We go down to Napa at the Safeway Open, and I head back to New York to prepare. Got to go through the testing. I did the spit test already. I'm going to go get a nasal swab. I know this is not a medical channel, but it's what we do to be able to enter the bubble to either do television or to play a PGA Tour or USGA event. So I know it's, it's, a, it's a few seconds of uh, uncomfortable feelings, but I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to be a part of the team calling the U.S. Open next week from Wingfoot. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's Jake's Takes podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Peter Jacobson. These have been my takes. What are yours?